This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. We have the amazing former indie head coach himself, Chuck Pagano. Thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, I don't know, know about the, I don't know about amazing. <laughs> hey, the, the older we get, the better we were. And I have a whole bunch of kids on my staff. Uh, I lived in Indy for a while. I'm partners with Marshall Falk. We got a variety of indie ties. You know, for me, the highlight of Indy is Shapiro's Deli. I always have to give them a big shout out. Uh, for for my favorite deli to be in Indy, not New York, uh, it goes a long way. So, anyway, you're well missed. They say in Indy. Um, also, you started your NFL coaching career in Cleveland. I started my career in Cleveland. I was born in Akron, Ohio. I would say all great things uh, come from Ohio. It's a great place to be from. Uh, and they showed that in the playoffs uh, once again. And, of course, Detroit. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with the coaching dilemmas of choices. And, you know, we out here in Los Angeles had a, a very aggressive coach that liked to go for it on fourth down. and I had a saying when Staley would go for it on fourth down, not all, all fourth and threes are equal. And, you know, to make a quick decision uh, that can change the entire momentum in a very, very historically important game. Uh, what did you think about coming from an ex-head coach of taking that chance, looking at the timing and risk tolerance at the time of the game, where the momentum was, of going for it on fourth and, and three. Yeah, I agree with you 1000% that all fourth and threes are, are not equal. You know, there's analytics were just coming, coming into play, you know, uh, during my time there in India and became more and more prevalent. And, um, you know, so that was all part of it. But at the, at the same time, you know, you have to, there's a lot of things that don't go into that, like you know who you're playing, how you're how you're playing, how your team's playing, how your defense is playing, your offense is playing. Are you indoors? Are you outdoors? Is there is there weather things, conditions you know affecting um, all of these decisions? And you know so many people know because it pop, right now it just pops up. Hey, on the screen it's fourth and three. Analytics say hey this is a go, this is a go, this is a go. We used um, a company championship CAI championship uh, analytics uh, incorporated when I was at any Indy great group of people uh, and so I had a guy in the booth and I had a book and he would alert me every time we crossed the 50 and based on the quarter based on the score he would say hey anything fourth and since we're talking about fourth and three anything fourth and three or less here is a go based on the analytics so you had that information. We utilize that information. All these guys, you know, Coach Staley, uh, most recently, obviously, Dan Campbell in Detroit. Um, all these scenarios are, are practiced over and over and over and over again. So, uh, you know, these, these things, they have certain plays for that team, for that defense, for the 49ers. And, you know, when they work, we're, we're, we're friggin' geniuses, right? Yeah. And nobody, nobody, nobody gets to pick us apart on on Monday mornings, and and, and uh, all those kind, all those kind of things. And when they don't, obviously everything's gonna gonna come into question. So uh, Dan stayed, Coach Campbell stayed true to himself, obviously. But 
there's other there's other things that that come into play and momentum uh, gets talked about a lot and momentum is real you know I've been on on one side of a game where you're down 28 in a playoff game to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, you know and it doesn't look very good right and so all you're trying is is to flip that momentum one play you know a strip sack out of Robert Mathis, an incredible play by Andrew Luck, picking up uh, a Donnie Brown fumble and triple jumping himself into the end zone to flip that moment. So that stuff's real. So anytime it's going against you and you need one play to flip that, so maybe we can look back and say, hey, look, maybe we kicked the field goal uh, there in the second half to, to get it back to three-score game and kind of stop the bleeding, if you will. Yeah, it's interesting. Another area that's uh... – emotional um i was blessed to run lee steinberg sports entertainment for years aikman moon and young and warren moon being my business partner for more than a decade uh i've learned about uh the game getting really big and to sit and watch really big games especially with warren uh when cam newton for example was the obvious mvp that season in the super bowl he was a different player in the super bowl uh and i think one of the things as a coach is understanding how big the game is. And there's two different quarterbacks here, obviously, in the Super Bowl. You have one of the greatest performers in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes, and now you have a first-timer. And there was some inklings for Purdy, even in the 49er game against the Lions, that it is a different speed, a different game when you get to those championships. And now you have two weeks to think about something um and we'll see a different quarterback in pretty i guarantee it in the first quarter at least as a head coach mindset is so important for that leader what are you know pat's easy <laughs> you know he he knows exactly what to do he's been there before he's only going to get better and perform better but you know purdy's never been there what what are you doing during the two weeks to get this kid uh to be prepared for something he's never experienced before yeah, I think you can overdo that as well. If you're all the time, hey, this is just another game. It's not just another game, right? <laughs> but if you're talking, just be yourself, you know, and everybody on the team, your defense, the offense, the receivers, the running backs, the head coach, the assistant coaches are going at him. Hey, you're going to be fine. This is not, you know, and the more he hears, he's going to hear it enough, right, from, from guys like you and I talking about it, all the pundits talking about it. But this guy seems like a super cool, calm, and collected dude, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be the enormity of, you know, everything that comes with this game. Coach Shanahan, as good as there is in the business, he will do a phenomenal job over the next two weeks with not only Brock, but the rest of his team, as far as, you know, his approach, um, the preparation, you're going to keep things routine wise as much as the same as you can now they're going to have to go obviously a week early so all the preparation all the game planning all those things are going to be held you know those are that's all going to get implemented this week so there's way there's no distractions you're at your your home base you're at your own practice facility you're sleeping in your own bed because once you get to the venue we know all the obligations and things that you have to do once you get there then it's just fine-tuning and prepping and all those kind of things for the, for the big game. But Kyle, tell the, he, 
Yeah, there's going to be some emotion. There's going to be jitters. Pat's going to go through the same thing, and Pat's been there, obviously, and, and Brock hasn't. But this kid sure looks like if anybody can handle this stage for the first time, as Mr. Irrelevant and what he's done in, in a two-year span as a starting quarterback for, for the San Francisco 49ers, it's, it's just unbelievable. So, yeah, there'll be some butter, butterflies. I don't know if he's a guy that goes over to cra- trash can and pukes, you know, somewhere in, in the locker room, you know, before, before they come out, what, what his routine is. I'm sure they're going to try to dig deep and, and find that out. But he's sure one cool I'll customer. I'll tell you, I miss Mr. Relevant. Most people may or may not know that Lee Steinberg founded in Newport Beach, Mr. Relevant, the parade. He would, uh, way back when, guarantee representing uh, Mr. Irrelevant. That's how it was created to think that he represents Mahomes today and could have uh, represented uh, both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Sure would have been a treat for my mentor, someone who I appreciate so much, Lee Steinberg, to give him a huge shout out. Um, when you're coaching as well, do you have a game plan with that first drive to start out just to, you know, we, we all know everyone's excited. Pat and Brock will both be really excited but you have these other players that you can kind of get the ball rolling instead of, you know, starting off with a 30 yard pass across the middle, <laughs> instead of just handing it off to McCaffrey uh, and kind of getting the momentum going. Even if you go three and out, uh, is it better to go ahead and be very conservative to start off uh, to calm the obvious excitement? I won't even call them nerves with these two quarterbacks, but I know frequency, excitement and nervousness have the same frequency and we definitely want to be at neutral when we're a quarterback. Do you have a, a special game plan to keep things calm? Yeah, both these guys will have, you know, the first 15. We always hear about the first 15, the first 20, that opening script. And part of that opening script is to do just what you're talking about. Because you're not going to put a lot on their plate. They both um, got more than capable runners in CMC for San Fran and and Pacheco for, for KC. So an easy handoff, easy completions. You want to try to get these guys in a rhythm, um, some short throws, some quick throws, some perimeter screens. Like I said, hand, hand the football off. Um, but to sit there and, um, you know, if you want to go back, to, you know, because you're thinking, hey, run all the way, and you want to go hard play action and take a shot down the field because you got some single coverage on the outside and it's, it's going to be thrown where one guy and only one guy can catch it. And that's your guy. You can go to do, I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that's the MO of, of either of these uh, head coaches, these play callers uh, or these, these quarterbacks and these offenses. So yeah, get them in a rhythm, get them going, get them some confidence and try to figure out because that first 15 play script, that opening script, you're, you're doing certain formations, personnel groups, shifts, motions, all that kind of stuff to figure out, okay, how are they going to play us? You know, what's, what's Spags' uh, plan? You know, wh- what's Wilkesy going to try to do to us? Is he going to stay true to what we've seen on tape, you know, for the entire season, all the film that we've looked at, everything we practice at, or do they have some new wrinkles for us? And uh, as we finish up here, coaching's changed a lot. Uh, when you were coaching and – my friends who were coaching early on when I uh, didn't have so much gray hair or had more hair, there wasn't coaches of coaches of coaches. You, you know, I go to the, the training and I'm just amazed. There's so many specialists. Uh, how has the role of the head coach changed today uh, compared to when we had, you know, three coaches on defense 
<laughs> compared to 35 uh, people who are coaching in all different areas in the statistics, et cetera. What do you think the biggest change for the head coach is comparatively? Probably just delegation, right? Because these staffs have like become uh, enormous and they can be, they can become so big that you got so many, you know, cooks, chiefs, you know, cooks in the kitchen that you could, you never get anything done because you want to, as a offense or defensive coordinator, you want to make sure everybody feels like they have a voice and their, and their ideas are being heard and all that stuff. But at the same time, you only got so many hours in the day uh, to try to get, some things accomplished. So I think the biggest thing is, is probably delegation. Um, you know, both these guys, Andy calls plays along with coach Nagy helping him Shanahan. We know calls plays. Uh, there's still a bunch of guys doing that. Things were probably a, a, a lot uh, more simplistic, you know, back in the day, we've seen these offenses and defenses and everything like that evolve. But I think surrounding yourself with, with, you know, a bunch of smart dudes uh, delegating, uh, that authority and, and really being, even though you're calling plays, being the C, CEO uh, of that of that team and, and especially, you know, managing, being able to manage the game. And when fourth down decisions do come out, you've got to maybe uh, think about challenging a play here or there. I think all those things become uh, imperative, but that's a lot of people to manage. You know, when you got you know, 30 plus coaches, you know, Bill Belichick never did that, right? You never heard, okay, who, we kind of knew who was running the offense, who was running the deep. They never had the titles, right? And Gerard Mayo, uh, you know, congratulations, shout out to him. He says he's going to change that because that's important. But, you know, Bill could coach every position on the field and that would be the best, best unit out there. That's just uh, what a great football coach, you know, that he is. But you don't, you don't have to do that. Uh, you don't have to do that anymore, but managing managing everybody and handling all those personalities, the players, the locker rooms, hard enough. <laughs> you know, now you got to manage manage all, make sure everybody knows their role, knows what they're doing, and keep their head down uh, and execute that role to the yeah, that's best what I of tell their coaches all the time when they're young. I said, only way you're going to be able to handle this job is have a whole bunch of kids. Uh, the more kids that you surround yourself with, the better you'll be able to manage everyone, the coaches, the players, the media. Because it's like managing a whole bunch of kids at home. If you're good at that, you can handle the mess when you leave the home as well. Uh, all right. Finally, everybody wants your predictions. Uh, what do you think about this Super Bowl? Uh, who who do you have and, and why? You know, spending my time in, in Baltimore with, with John Harbaugh, I mean, I had a great four years there, obviously. And I... I didn't think there was any way based on this team, the Baltimore Ravens, the way they were, the way that defense was playing, um, Lamar, the C, I didn't think there was it, but I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes ever again, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a better, I'm, I'm not a gambler. You know, I, I like to make predictions here and there or think I know what the hell is going to happen, <clears throat> but I have a hard time in this one uh, betting against Pat Mahomes and, and Andy Reid and, and, and Kelsey, and certainly both defenses are really good, but, but Spags, you know, Coach Spagnuolo, uh, Stevie, he's done an amazing job for a long, long time, and he's been in a lot of these contests. You know, he's, <clears throat> he's played and coached in, in a bunch of Super Bowls and won a bunch of Super Bowls. So I'm not betting against Kansas City. I can and that tell you this. I know so many people who have worked 
with you and have played for you. And they all say the same thing behind your back that I'm sure they say to your face is there may be nobody better than you. Mindset, heart set, and handset. Nobody misses Chuck Pagano more than Indianapolis. And all the people that have been in your community for so many years are blessed to say that they worked with you or played for you. I've been blessed to watch from afar with some of my closest friends playing for you as well and coaching with you. I just want to thank you for taking the time to join us on Executive Football Talk. Best wishes, all the health and wealth. Your way, Coach, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you for the kind words. I've been very blessed and very lucky. You got I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Oh, there's one of the best. Me. He'll tell you, preparation created that luck in his life, and he's been able to overcome all the personal and professional struggles like all of us have had, and he ended up on top with a great legacy behind him. He's, he has missed in the NFL, and uh, so many people are better because they know Chuck Pagano. All right, everyone, that is a wrap here today. Remember, most importantly, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. This is David Meltzer with Mike Tannenbaum, Executive Football Talk.